Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you're watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. And then on your iOS podcast app or whatever podcast app you use to listen to the show audibly, audio-wise. Audio yes. Was it visually and what? Audibly? No. <laughs> um, do that, too. Hit subscribe or notify. Anyways, hope you guys are good. I'm going to check this down real quick because we're live. You don't hear me saying anything. There I am. I'm talking. Woo! Yay, words. It's Monday. We got lots of news. Some of it is kind of depressing. do have lots of news, and our first story here is, is a bummer. Yeah, it is. Oh, wait. Before we go into that, though, before we go into that and the Ric Flair thing, which, you know, we're all hoping and praying that he pulls through, um... We got a couple announcements to make, at least one. Yeah, at least one. So uh, many of you yeah, may. If you have got another this, one, if you get another one, it's going to be a surprise to me. Some of you may have seen. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going off the top of my head here. Um, announcement number one is uh, we're doing a live show, not like live like this, like live in person. You guys can come and heckle us in Los Angeles, the yes. city of Engels. Yes. Uh, with Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret. Uh, we're going to be doing that uh, September 24th. Same day as No Mercy. So if you guys are going to No Mercy, you can come out and see us first at 1. That's like from 1 to 3. Yeah. And then at 5, No Mercy starts. Well, the pre-show probably starts at 4. So you have an hour to make it to the you Staples Center. You have an entire hour, which in Los Angeles should. Piece of cake. Should barely be able to make, but fitting to be a breeze. It's a good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I say that a lot these days. But I gotta give a shout out to Haha to at Haha Davis on the Twitter. He's the guy, and it's blowing. Everybody's doing it. I guarantee. Once like football kicks off properly, you're gonna see people doing this. Been to be a breeze. 
It's like an, it's like he does like this video series. Ah, it's hilarious. I love it. Anyways, um, so yeah, that, that should be a lot of fun. Special guest Rob Fee, and we're gonna be doing some silly things. Um, the link to the event from uh, to Eventbrite is in the description. Confirmed. You, you pay with you Okada can't dollars. You can't. People like confirmed. People like when you're getting goofy today in the skit, man. Yeah, they like goofy Larson. I don't do it very often. They so think, serious all they, the time. You're always Dad Larson. They they like goofy Larson. It's okay though. Anyways, how was your weekend? Busy. Gonna do busy. Went to NXT on Saturday night. Well, that's part of being busy. That's being busy to you. Well, it's doing something. That's a blast. That's no, oh, it was fun. a great weekend. Went this, to NXT. This meant it was we. I, I, I was doing a lot of stuff. Oh no, Dan's invading our chat. <laughs> he said, "SummerSlam." <laughs> Get out of here, Dan. No, stick around, Dan. Stick around, Dan. He's a man with a plan. He's he a is. man with a plan. He's a Dan with the plan. Anyways, that's exciting. Dan's coming back. Yeah. Um, I said that. I said that horribly. That's exciting. Dan's coming. No, I'm very. I'm very jazzed when he DM. He slid into our DMs and he said, "I'm coming back." And I said, "Awesome." Yeah, I believe I responded with a nuclear bomb. You gift. did. And GIF. I responded. Is it, what is it? GIF. GIF. Is it GIF? It's GIF. GIF. Right. And I responded with uh, Stone Cold saying, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. Well, now you took it too far. Oh, man. Anyways. Uh, so that's announcement number one. And that's the only announcement I'll yeah. be making right here. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, we're also on the Patreon, as you can see in the lower thing right there. All sorts of great war tiers. We've talked about it endlessly. This week, I'm hoping to debut that com- the cover to the comic book. This week. Okay. Because that's done. There's nothing I don't like about that. Okay. Um, I got to send you the PDF. Make sure you clear all the copies. Yeah, because there be something that I don't like about it. There could be. There could be. By all means, rewrite, rewrite whatever you want to rewrite. Um, oh, we got something exciting uh, tomorrow. We're going to announce who our latest sponsor is. Oh yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Fun, man. All right, let's get to the news, Steve. All right, first up, uh, let's let's get. This is really sad. Yeah, this Rick is. Blair, as many of you know, has been hospitalized. Um, give us the details. Larson. So, uh, Saturday, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that Ric Flair had been hospitalized for reported heart issue, um, but his representatives at the time said uh, that, yeah, Rick is checked into a hospital for some routine monitoring. There, No, there is no reason to panic. Yeah. Um, later in Pro Wrestling Sheet's report, um, they said that Flair was admitted to the ICU by his family, um, but uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet wasn't able to corroborate um that story. That story with yeah. Ric Flair's management. Yeah. As far as I know, getting checked into the ICU is, is not routine. Right, right, right. Um, this morning, uh, Flair's representative, Melinda Morris Zanoni, tweeted, um, quote, Are you a fan or friend of Ric Flair? If so, we need prayers and positive energy for a living legend as he is dealing with some tough medical issues. Um, WB issued a report um, quoting uh, uh, Zanoni's tweet, and then Michael Hayes posted also on Twitter. The Freebird. Yeah. He said, uh, quote, I saw Ric Flair before I flew to Boston yesterday. I can assure that he needs everyone's prayers and positive vibes. Thanks in advance. Um, Jimmy Van, the owner of Fightful.com, who uh, we've used some of their stories in the past for Dirt Sheet and whatnot, um, posted to Twitter that, quote, as of this morning, Ric Flair was in a medically induced coma. Mm. And then uh, just before we started, TMZ uh, had a report that corroborated uh, Jimmy Van's um, tweet and then added that Flair was being prepared for surgery, seemed to be at any moment. Yeah. He's to be taken into surgery. Um, still don't know officially 
um, the reason behind his hospitalization. Mm-hmm. Um, all that we can hope for is that, as you said earlier, that he will pull through. Yeah. And that he, he and his family are definitely in our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, this is a bummer. We don't know. You know, obviously, there's not a lot of info yeah. um, beyond what we just gave you guys. Uh, so, you know, what the surgery be about. Yeah. What, you know, what is the the, the long-term effects, mm-hmm. what this means for him. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, he's <coughs> uh, lived a very interesting life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, there's some there's some hard living to go with that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, regardless at his age, you know, you know, you're gonna experience medical complications, and you know, some people are. Anyways, uh, so yeah, our uh, hearts go out to the Flair family. Yes. Um, he has a book coming out with Charlotte very soon. I think this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hopefully he pulls through, so we can, uh, you know, be around to to talk about that. Yeah. Let's move on, Larson. It's okay. happier news. Okay. Uh, so this morning, uh, right before we went live, actually, PW yeah. Insider uh, seems to be uh, confirming that Adam Cole, baby, has fa- has in fact signed with the W. I'm trying to transition from like bummer Steve to like super happy Steve. Well, don't do it all, baby. At once. Don't do it all at once. Anyways, PW Insider is reporting that Adam Cole is officially signed with the WWE and is set to arrive at the Performance Center this week. Which seems it'll be a certainty that he'll be at NXT Takeover Brooklyn Three. So let me ask you this: What? Speculate now. Um, is he going to be merely sitting in the crowd as Drew McIntyre did? Yes. Two takeovers ago. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Will he be milling about in the hallways like Bobby Roode did? I think he'll be in the audience. You think he's just going to be in the audience? Or will he make an impactful debut? Will he actually Can I choose options one and three? Can he be sitting in the audience and then somehow make an impactful debut? But, I I mean, we've been hearing rumors about uh, NXT uh, starting some sort of uh, faction of Ring of Honor alums. Correct. um, Which would be, I guess, Redragon. Yes. Giving them an opportunity to drag it again. Yeah. And Roderick Strong. Correct. But I don't know how Adam Cole would necessarily fit into that. Granted, yes. Leader. Leader. But concerning what Adam, what sorry, what uh, Roderick Strong's storyline is now, first of all, I don't see him aligning himself with a faction. Secondly, if he were to do so, I don't see him playing second fiddle. Because he's in such a prominent spot in the card right now. I mean, he's probably more a, a, a focus in the main event scene right now than, than uh, McIntyre is. Um, yeah, it's been it's been like a really weird thing, and it's going to be weird if they don't. I, I, I really don't see them uh, setting up. So, do, you know, do you, did you spoil for yourself what happened uh, at the last, at the go-home for TakeOver? Not no. the Sacramento show we just went to. That wasn't a, That was actually, of, <laughs> that was the last show before TakeOver. Regardless of what Drew McIntyre said, that's then, what he said. That wasn't actually the go-home, because we don't know the resolution to his match with uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah. I do, because I spoiled it for myself. I'm not going to spoil it right here. Um, but uh, there, are some, there are some that think the, the TakeOver match should be a triple threat. Do you think there's, there's any way they're going to call an audible? I'd be very surprised at this juncture because yeah. me too. while they've been kind of uh, keeping Roderick Strong in the main event scene, uh, you know, a match like that you want to promote with, uh, you know, weeks oh, of advance. Yeah, absolutely. And they haven't done that yet. Yeah. But getting back to Adam Cole. I have a hard time thinking, well, it's, it's no, we're, we're talking about the Ring of Honor oh, faction yeah. here because uh, we can talk about Roderick Strong for one thing. All these guys are under six feet tall, so they should have, they should form like a little mini stable. Like they're I mean, it's not. 
They're not short. You, how tall is Drew McIntyre? He's like nine feet tall. He's six six. I he's think massive. He is massive. Wonderful human being. He is. Alistair Black. He's what six one? He's about six feet. Six, six one. feet six one. Tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. Tallish. Taller than six. None of these guys are taller than six feet. That's sort of my thing. Like Drew McIntyre, they should all just like. I mean, it's going to take four of those guys to take on one Drew McIntyre. But AJ Styles is, what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, yeah. It would take four of him to take on Drew McIntyre. He's an immaculate human being. He's a massive human being. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. They're, so their new group is going to be like uh, like food for Drew McIntyre. So, like, if this, if, this, if this Ring of Honor faction is going to be Redragon Adam Cole, okay. It's going to be Redragon and Roderick Strong, okay. But... Uh, d- I don't know. The pieces yeah, don't man faction. The pieces don't seem to fit for Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Redrag. Yeah, because you can't have two alphas like trying to get that that main belt. Yeah, and I I think that's going to be the thing. Yeah, maybe they're going to invade two hundred five line. And it really seems like uh, yeah, I would be surprised if it was Adam Cole and Redragon. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But yeah. I don't think uh, Roderick Strong is going to be involved at least not immediately. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Adam Cole is going to be sitting ringside. Yeah, at takeover for sure. Somebody just asked why did I make this unlisted. I thought I made it public. No, unlisted? It is unlisted. No wonder there's only like five people watching. Oh, my goodness. What the heck? <laughs> oh, man. What an idiot. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to... Well, now that it's public, I think I think like the notification goes out now. Yeah. So to all you new people, hit that rewind button. Anyways, uh, no, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, here's the thing. He's, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the idea of an invasion thing. That's, I mean, that's, that's sort of the, that would be the idea behind Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and Redragon teaming together is to simply make a massive impact and then, you know, divide and conquer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's know. not fitting in what they worry been, about. That's not there. really how they've been booking Roderick Strong, though. Um, I know, but he, dude, he needs a change, and that's why I like. That's why I like him joining the faction because how long can you milk the whole? He disrespected my family. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you can say that he's tired of being disrespected in his mind, so he takes matters into his own hands. I get that. Right, exactly. I like that because you, I, I just don't think you can go once he's done with Bobby Roode. What is he going to say to Alistair Black? What's he going to? By the way, if they don't give us an Alistair Black Drew McIntyre feud. Over that title. I would love to see that. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see that. But that's the problem with Roderick Strong, the way he is right now. He, the Bobby Roode feud really suits him well, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure who else really suits him to move on from that. Adam because Cole. that can't last forever. Adam Cole would probably be pretty good. Yeah, maybe. Adam Cole trying to get him to join the, the Ring of Honor mm-hmm. crew. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you this. What do you think they're going to call it? How close to the Cole na- Club... That's a terrible name, for one thing. What about, like, the Honorable Ring? <laughs> Just the ring. Go, hey, do what they did with Bullet Club. Yeah. The ring. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you think Ring of Honor would be pissed off? If they yeah. <laughs> They've already threatened WWE's legal action over uh, negotiating with their talents, I think, before their, or right as their contracts ended, or shortly before. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're going to be upset about that. The ring. Honor. Honor people. Anyways, honor club? No, I don't know. You think I'll have club in it? Um, somebody just asked in chat. Why well, didn't a notification go out for the show? Somebody said Steve forgot. That's why. Yeah, sign idiot. That's why mistakes happen, Stephen. Yeah, I, I swear I put it on public when I was doing all that stuff. That's what happens when I'm the technical advisor. Why well, I was able to figure it out last week when you weren't here. 
Like yeah, it's figured, my fault then. No, huh? that's the thing. It is your fault because you show up and I'm like, all right, time to cruise. Ah. Should we talk about Alberto El Patron now? Oh, now is Steve's time to shine. Yeah, this 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 segment is produced by Steve. It is. <laughs> it's a Global Force Wrestling. I uh, am I am the king of Global Force Wrestling news. Yep. This is this is juicy here. You know what? I think this is a positive step forward for Global Force Wrestling. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Del Alberto El Patron, better known as Alberto Del Rio, uh, and to Periscope lovers everywhere, eager Periscope watchers everywhere, has been stripped of his Global Force Wrestling Unified Championship. Um, as of this morning, GFW released a statement. That said, in full, here it is. Quote, GFW. Should I read this in Jeff Jarrett's voice? No. Or Dutch Mantel's voice? Yeah. I don't know how to do him. I just had an apple on my stomach is growling. GFW has concluded its internal consideration of the events surrounding the suspension of Alberto El Patron. While it is apparent that initial reports unfairly characterized El Patron's involvement in the incident in the Orlando airport. Of course, they're referring, uh, they're referring to the page thing. We are nonetheless disappointed with the manner, which is spelled wrong, in which he dealt with this situation. We expect more decorum from all on the GFW roster, especially the world champion. We have communicated with El Patron our decision to strip him of his championship title. No decision has been taken as to the date on which he will be reinstated to the roster, the conditions of which are a private matter between the company and El Patron. This is very curious, Larson, because there's a couple factors at play here. Why are they doing this now, A? I'm assuming they're doing it before the next round of TV tapings. Yeah, so they waited until the – because here's the thing. This past Thursday was – this is where my expert knowledge comes into play. This past Thursday was the go-home to Destination X, mm. which is kind of like a Clash of Champions thing. It's not on pay-per-view. It's free. It's on pop TV for people yeah. who have that. But it's a pay-per-view quality card, right? Yeah, it's a blow-offs. It's a bunch of <laughs> Well, you know, by their standard, yes. Um, so it's their blow-offs. And so at this point right now, uh, Alberto Del Rio can theoretically never be on TV again, and, and it'll make sense, like, in terms of them stripping the title. I'm surprised they didn't continue on, like, just have them drop the title of Destination X and be done with it at that point. Because at least then – and here's also the thing that's kind of curious about this. I haven't looked at it in the past 20 minutes. Yeah. This news was relatively buried on their website. I'm not going to say it was super buried, but this is their world champion. There was no tweet about it, neither from the Impact Wrestling or the Global Force Wrestling. The title Twitter. of this statement wasn't uh, El Patron stripped the title. It was suspension update. Yes. Yeah. And it's not until the second paragraph there that they sort of bury the, you know, the, 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 the we, we let him know that we're stripping him his title. And so, like, this is huge news. Like, if... Dude, if uh, if WWE stripped Jinder Mahal, it would be like on their Twitter feed. Yeah. It would be on their Facebook. It would be yeah. on their tout. It would be everywhere. Yeah. So they're just sort of burying this. And then the question is, like, what happens now? So it's like, you know, they couldn't do anything at the time necessarily because they still had all that TV tape. Mm-hmm. They have all that, mm-hmm. all that TV to run. The next round of TV tapings, which is going to take place after Destination X, is going to last, their, their TV is going to last until October. Mm-hmm. So chances are we're not going to see him again. If we do see him again in GFW, the 250,000 people a week that watch it, yes, me included, um, we're not going to see him again 
until November. Yeah, or late no, uh, late October. Um, so, and there was there was no, you know, he was not arrested. He was never a suspect. It, they, they seem to place that on page, mm-hmm. but they say you know the decorum in which he acted. Yes, is not that of a world champion. So I wonder if this is something they've been sort of. I don't know. Was that the final straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, they, 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 there wasn't really a lot going on like when they put the title on him until until the airport incident. No, there's a couple uh, uh, promos he did though. Like one time he's he's going to drop a promo and they they cut his mic because they were. Oh really? I don't yeah. know that. Yeah, I remember reading about that. Oh wow, Willikers. Um, so now what happens is uh, Destination X is Thursday. Low key was supposed to be fighting. Low key just joined LAX. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Low key, he do he is literally the best voice in the entire business. I would actually love to see him show up in NXT. Yeah, like it's obvious that he. I'm not saying it's obvious, but his style of working it, it, it's very suited in New Japan mm-hmm. back when he was there because mm-hmm. he looks like that fool tries to hurt people. His stomp is nasty, but his voice is amazing, and he's a, he's a fantastic wrestler too. I would love to see him back there. He just apparently he just burns bridges. But uh, he was supposed to be taking on Alberto El Patron for the title um, at Destination X. They were supposed to. I, I read, I think Meltzer said they were supposed to unveil the, the singular champion oh. because they've been carrying around two uh, belts. Two belts, everybody has. Um, so that leads into who will be the next GFW champion. And this is where things get actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like in a sort of cool direction. Because there are two names right now. One pretty solid the other maybe more up in the air johnny mundo yeah who works some of their uh i guess you call them house shows yeah live events live events thank you um he's supposed to be showing up at tv apparently lucha underground is cool with this another name from lucha underground ray mysterio yeah uh evidently is in negotiations with global force wrestling johnny mundo would be perfect yeah johnny mundo a has that former wwe thing that gfw likes yes but also, he has made a very impressive name for himself on the independent circuit and, of course, in Lucha Underground. And, of course, down there, I think he might still be... Their champion? Triple A's or CMLL. Triple A's. Triple A's, yeah. Champion. Yeah, Triple A has a relationship with Lucha right. Underground. And, and, they, and they have a relationship with the, in the Crash, Conan's promotion, yeah. and Triple A, and Pro Wrestling. No, I mean, that's one good thing about GFW that I've noticed, the, some of the positive steps they're taking. Um, involve their relationships with other companies. And that allows somebody like Johnny Mundo to come in, who's fantastic all around. Yeah. And uh, he can put on some stellar matches, and that's what they need. I mean, there's, there's like, several layers of things that GFW needs to, like, get people interested in it. Um, one thing is, is their crowd. And Eli Drake had an interview over the weekend where he was talking about the crowd, and he says, you know, at this point it's like it, it's the same – it's the same number of people that are fans of ours. It's the same people that are coming out. And then you have, like, you know, the tourists. Yeah. And he said, we need to mix it up. We need to get out to a different batch of people because they kind of, you know, I don't want to say take it for granted necessarily, but they kind of take, you know, it's like, oh, it's the same people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not really exciting to them anymore. Um, and, and they're bringing in, I think, uh, at Destination X, they're bringing in uh, the Christ Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great step. And they've got some really cool video packages. They're called, I think on the indie circuit, they're referred to as Ohio Kills Everybody or Ohio Kill, Kills Everything. And now they're Ohio versus Everything, mm-hmm. O-V-E. Mm-hmm. Um, some cool video packages. We saw them live at PWG. Yeah. 
And that's the kind of talent yes. that they should be bringing yes, in. Yes, agreed. Not Jack Swagger. No. no offense to Jack Swagger. I hope he's doing well. I just don't think that that's a good step for GFW. No, it's not. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, there's no, you know, word. I don't think they, I, they're probably scrambling to get some writing done. They're probably, you know, getting some pizza and Chinese food in the late hours, figuring this Destination X that thing out. Are they going to have a tournament at Destination X for the championship? Or Yeah, they could be. Could be that. Who uh, knows? They could just bring Johnny Mundo. Over. This they, is they interesting be. that you mentioned here. I, I'm guessing this is from uh, Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. About uh, Johnny Mundo, who was scheduled to appear at Stockton Con, right. close to us, uh, this upcoming weekend, the 19th and 20th. He was also he's also slated, I think, to be at the APW show on Friday. Oh, I wow. think I could be wrong about okay. that. But he wrestles with APW on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. But however, um, due to his contractual uh, obligations with Global Force, he had to pull out of those events. Yeah. Let me check on APW while you follow up with. with. Um. So I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of it though. Uh, it there's any number of ways they can go. Um. And like I said, they've done some they've done some some cool stuff. I don't know if they'd be able to bring in. I mean, if they really scramble to, uh, it says so. It says here this on Wrestling Inc. Also, when talking about uh, Rey Mysterio, they talk about how uh, GFW executive Karen Jarrett uh, fueled the rumors last month when she posted a photo with Rey to her Instagram account. The photo has since been deleted. He's under contract with Lucha Underground through the end of season three, which airs in September. Um, but he does have a 90-day non-compete clause in the deal. Again, like we said, they're sort of building relationships, and one relationship they seem to have. GF, <clears throat> GFW has is with Lucha Underground, so maybe they can get around that. Yeah, because that'd be a great way. I mean, number one, storyline-wise, it would sort of fit because Del Rio's been feuding with LAX. Oh, wow, what? So, uh, yeah, Johnny Mundo is out of the APW show. He and and Taya, yeah, uh, replacing them are Tommy Dreamer. Oh wow, and Candice LeRae. Ooh, oh. So that's nice. this Friday. Maybe we should go. That'd be fun. We'll see. A lot of wrestling for me lately. I know <laughs> because the next night, the next night we're there at Tego, or not there. I wish we were there. The next, <laughs> the next night we're uh, watching Takeover, and then after that, a summer five hours sitting in my, in my office at SummerSlam. Probably just gonna take it easy on Friday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Turbo Savage in the chat asks, asks uh, "Are you guys going to review G1? Kind of. We're gonna talk about it." Right now. So we're going to do two things. Right now, we are going to sort of give an overview in terms of the Okada Omega thing. We're going to talk about the semifinals and the finals. Yeah. Because um, I still haven't seen, had time to watch everything. But we're also going to go back through the entire thing. Uh, and this weekend, are we going to do the countdown? Hopefully, hopefully, I hopefully. think this weekend, we're going to try to do top ten matches from the G1 tournament um, this coming uh, this coming Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about it. Uh, the big, the big news coming out. Well, there's two big things that came out of it. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler, a spoiler for you guys. If you guys haven't seen it yet, some people like. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't review something without. I know. Things. That's why I'm telling them right now. Okay. If you do not want it to be spoiled, you are going to need to, you know, to mute us or watch something else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll give you three seconds to do that. One thousand one. 2002, 2003. All right. Uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito won the G1 27-2017, uh, beating Kenny Omega 
um, to move on uh, and uh, get his title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Probably against uh, Okada. Correct. Who lost to Kenny Omega in the semifinals. In their third of their trilogy. Yes. Um, which was a spectacular match. Yes, it was. It was. I think it t- in some regards benefited from the shortened time limit. It's a 30-minute time limit. Absolutely, yes. Because the match started with a great deal of intensity. Yeah, it did. Fast-paced immediately. It there was did. no feeling out process. There was no getting to know you. They just went at it. It was this was this really was like the perfect trilogy. It really was. Like I've never seen a story told like this over like three matches. Yeah. Um the first one was the, the the match number one at Wrestle Kingdom was Kenny trying to figure out Okada and not be able to hit his finisher. Exactly. Um the second one is Kenny almost not, Hitting his finisher, but yeah, not, not in an optimal place in the ring. And not anticipating that this guy can go sick. Like, taking for granted, like, this guy has just been through, like, he went through what? Suzuki. Uh, who else did he fight during that um, time? Was Fale before then? It was after that, I think. It was Suzuki. No, it was before then. Okay. It was Suzuki. It was uh, Kota Ibushi as Tiger Mask W. Okay. It was Fale, I believe. There was another big one that was And Suzuki. then there was... Um, why am I forgetting this? Who do you face right after Wrestle Kingdom was Suzuki? Yeah. And who do you face after that? I forget. That's the one that I'm forgetting. Anyways, maybe somebody will correct us. Um, but it was that that second match, which is still my favorite of the three, was, you know, Okada having gone through all that and Kenny thinking that he can pick him apart. Yeah. And then it going to a time limit draw, which was just... Absolutely amazing. The finish to that, I mean, you never think that a time limit draw can be that exciting. I know, it but really God was. But goddamn, it really was. And for it to go 60 minutes. And Kenny always looks like he's aged 15 years. Oh, wow. At the end I know. of every match. I know. Like, at the, at the end of this one, they did a close-up on him. Oh, my God, he looked like he was 50 years old. I know, he looked, he looked, he looked old. Super old, man. It's crazy. Shibata. It was Shibata. How did yeah. get Shibata? I know. Yeah, that's going to come into play later. Who made his big return? I know. That was great. That, that was crazy. Angel Master said Shibata when he died for our sins. <laughs> um, oh, so, yeah, the, the story going into the to Omega Okada 3 is, is, well, it's kind of been leading up to this all year where Okada has been taking a, an absolutely insane amount of punishment mm-hmm. through all his matches. Yeah. Not just the two with Omega. Suzuki put him through the ringer. Um, uh, Shibata did too. Oh, yeah. Um, so all year, Okada has been getting beat up. Yeah. So he walks into this match. He, he wrestles to a time limit draw against Suzuki in the G1. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got tape on his neck. Mm-hmm. So that's an obvious target for Omega to, to focus on mm-hmm. to go after the neck. And that's pretty much all he did yeah. was focus on wearing down Okada and going after his neck. Yeah. Um, Okada would take punishment in typical Okada fashion, take punishment, come back, take punishment, come back. And every time every back. time he would try to come back, Kenny would just start going at his neck. He yeah. would start chopping the crap out of and his And even neck. that with an obvious injury, yeah. it took 25 minutes for the match to end. So yeah. it's still, we still had the drama of the time limit draw. That was still looming there. Yeah. To, to an extent, it was in this semifinal and in the uh, Tanahashi uh, Naito one as well. Yeah, um, that went down to about twenty six minutes almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I watched. I watched that one today, and I don't know. I don't know if it was my mood or what, 
But that match, I think I like more than any of the other Tanahashi Naito matches. I'm yeah, sure. I think so I actually too. really, really like. Yeah, that, that was really good. It was, it was definitely better than their one at Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was that was uh, Tanahashi just coming off his his bicep tears. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't didn't really know how to how to how to change his style to to overcome the injury. Yeah, who knows? Um, but there was a lot of really cool spots in this match, as there always is in a, in an Omega uh, Okada one. Uh, Omega debuted the J Driller. Um, for the first time, as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. um, which helps set up the finish where he finally hit a one-winged angel on Okada in the middle of the ring yeah. and got the pin on him. Yeah. Advancing to the finals of the G1 for the second year in a row. Yeah, it was fantastic. And I mean, how like how great is that where you set it up from the beginning and you're able to get at least, number one, the G1 has been fantastic. There's mm-hmm. been a million and one stories coming mm-hmm. out of it. He had Eugene Nagata's last yeah. uh, G1, and he was putting on classics night after night at the age of, what, like 50? Yeah. Um, so you had that. You had the return of Kota Ibushi putting yeah. on really good matches, some really fun stuff. And through the whole uh, the final show of the G1, they're setting up stories. That see, you know, it seems like the G1 for New Japan is equivalent to their Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's all putting things in place to get ready for Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. coming up in January. Um, the whole final show was really good. Yeah. No, the most part. I mean, the, especially the two... Oh, I didn't uh, see most of it. The two tag title matches. I'm going to go back and watch it. How was the Young Bucks match? It was really it was good. good. Uh, i got to watch that. really good. God and then the War Machine, Cody Rhodes, and uh, Hangman Page match was yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, War Machine is incredible. I know, man. They're I so good. It. Every match, it's like they're doing something new. I know. God, they're so good. There's this one spot where uh, Ray Rowe has... I want to say Page in like a power slam position, mm-hmm. and then Hanson puts Cody up on his shoulders, and he power bombs and and power slams both at the same time. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. That's fantastic. A lot of incredible, really creative spots. Same with the Young Bucks match. I mean, the Young Bucks. I know they get they get they have the reputation of of, of doing a lot of high spots, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it, I mean. Especially fantastic storytelling. Yeah, especially these yeah. days. That's what I was saying. All the high spots they do are to advance the story. Yeah. How was Ricochet? Look good? Yeah, he looked real good. God damn it, I love Ricochet. He is pretty awesome. He's pretty much the best. Gotta watch that. And he was doing a great job because uh, the story about that match centered around his 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 knee. Oh, okay. And he did a hell of a job selling knee injury. Mm. Really good job. Man. There's this one spot where he goes to kick, uh, I think it's Matt Jackson on the outside of the ring. Matt moves and, and Ricochet kicks the ring post. Yeah. Man, all sorts of great little, uh, great little moments though. There's the, like towards the beginning, there was the uh, Preston UIE brings this up, uh, Tamatanga, Kenny Omega, mm. you know, sort of ripping the bullet club apart a little bit. Yeah, but patching things up by the end yeah. of the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the uh, Tanahashi Naito match a little bit. Okay, and how both the semifinal matches fed into the the finals mm-hmm. storyline wise. Yeah. So, uh, because the, you, you had kind of off camera, you had like a little bit I'll of a beef. I'll talk about that in a second. A not beef a beef, but it, not a beef because it was, it was a plenty fine match, but it, it kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so the story of, uh, of Omega Okada was essentially Omega focusing on uh, Okada's neck injury and just focusing on that, that uh, leading to victory for him. Yeah. But Omega didn't, he took punishment, but not... So there's nowhere near the same degree as Okada did. Yeah. So uh, he didn't have an obvious injury walking into the final. Whereas Naito, they were talking about his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanahashi was working the knee mm-hmm. during their match. Um, there's a lot of really cool spots in that match, too. That top rope uh, uh, dragon whip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dragon screw leg whip. Sorry. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the finishing sequence is really good. Um, so it seemed like Naito was walking into the, and, and the finals with more... 
injuries per se, and then Omega yeah. did. At least that what the commentary team was yeah. talking about. Tanahashi was doing that with a ripped bicep as well. Yeah, he apparently so. said three rips at his bicep. And that moonsault he did, that moonsault he landed from like the top to the to the floor. Oh, the the high fly flow thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and when he drops, when like you know, you're basically doing a put like you're landing on your. How does he freaking? I don't even know how he throws elbows with that arm. I know. That's insane. Yeah. But he's been what wrestling since. When did he have his match against Adam Cole? His Aster anniversary show. So, like, June? Yeah, something like that. June, I think. Yeah. So, two months with a torn bicep is crazy. Um, so, Naito picks up the win in a pretty hard-fought match against Tanahashi. Takes mm-hmm. the punishment to his knee. The knee he always has wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as his shoulder. He's still kind of selling that. Um, so, he walks into the main of the, the, the final with some injury issues. Omega, nothing that we're really aware of. Although, they did in the semifinals, they did mention something more after Omega faced... Suzuki, he was coughing up blood for four days. Ugh, like that. That's what yeah. they were saying. Um, so leading into the finals, maybe was, I watched the final before I watched the semifinals, but I want to watch the semi to know how the storylines played into it. Um, the commentary mentioned Naito's shoulder. Nothing really for Omega. And this match was pretty much 35 minutes, or however long it was, of two guys dropping each other on their head and neck until one of them couldn't get up. Yeah. And I'll tell you why that made me feel uncomfortable. Because, one, uh, it seems horribly dangerous, and there's a lot of moves <laughs> they did yeah, with yeah. so little room for error, like yeah. the the top rope uh, or second rope reverse Hurricane Rana. Right. The second one that uh, 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 Naito did to reverse the uh, One-Winged Angel, mm-hmm. that was really slow, looked like it could have been really clumsily. Right. Those made me really cringe. Um, but seeing Shibata an hour and a half or so earlier, and seeing the real-life effects that too many shots to the head can have on somebody, yeah. it just kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, take, I mean, the, the match was dramatic, but the story just seemed kind of thin. It's just, I'm going to drop you on your head until you can't get up. The and ta- that seemed to be the case for both guys. The table bit, like when he... Uh, when oh, the, he, the pile driver? The pile driver, like when he missed the table, which we're sort of... like I, I'm unsure if that was like a... A botch or not. A botch or not. I would have thought it was a botch, except before he did it, he moved the... The guardrail back. Yeah. Maybe that was the point with the pile drive off the table onto the floor. Man. I don't know. I'm unsure about that. Yeah. No, there was a a couple moments like it's, you know, they they do absolutely kill themselves. Like, and I showed you the finish because you hadn't seen it. I showed you the finish to the evil Omega. And it's like, you can, how how was that guy not knocked out? I know. He seemed like he pretty much was. He was out in the street. He seemed like he was at... When Kenny Omega lifted dead weight evil mm-hmm. up onto, and on top of that, when Kenny, it was fairly obvious that he was trying not to touch evil. I mean, he gave him a couple of knees. Well, he gave he him, yeah, him. he gave him another knee to the face before. But I don't know. Basically, it, knocking it didn't him out. Seem like well, it seemed like he hit him more right here. Yeah, but there was one uh, uh, knee that Omega gave Naito in the main event. The camera's in this one position. You can see Naito. Get himself ready for it, mm-hmm. and they did. They did a replay in slow mo, and it's just literally Kenny's shin just hitting Naito right there, full speed. Somebody mentions the bit where uh, Naito hit his head on the uh, ring post. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if that was a botch either. I don't know. I, I thought because they the commentators played it like that was Kenny ramming, like that was yeah, Kenny yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that. Uh, but it was just clumsy enough to make it look like LEX two two five eight three said uh, they felt that Naito slipped on the top rope. It could be because that looked. I mean. It, Oh, it looked bad. It, maybe it wasn't it did, bad, and but Kenny, God, it Kenny bad. took a moment to assess yeah. the situation before continuing. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I mean, I know the G1, like what we've learned, we're still learning about New Japan. You know, what we've learned is that the G1 tournament is where they're supposed to have the best matches of the yeah. year. That's where they're supposed to bring everything. But and I just, it's, it's, it's an insane number of shows for mm-hmm. over the span of a month or less I just, than a month. I want them all to just take take some time off. Everybody's just, well, you know what? A couple months of just a bunch of mixed tag matches. Yeah, totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, other standouts that I could think of, uh, Juice Robinson had really, really good yeah. G1. I haven't watched all of his matches. But, Evil uh, did, too. Evil did. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah. One of the stand- absolute yes. standouts. And I think... The next intercontinental champion. Without a doubt. Now, what's what's ne- do you, did you look at what's like next? What's between now and wrestling? Um, they were talking the about they were talking about uh, the destruction tour next. Okay. So I think there's a couple shows involving that. Okay. And then I believe in October is King of Pro Wrestling. I want to say. Okay. And I don't know what's and then there's uh, tag leagues in there somewhere. Um, of course, all leading up to Wrestle Kingdom in January. Yeah. On January fourth. Uh, the finish to the to the finals. Uh, it took three Destinos uh, before Naito was able to pin Kenny Omega. That's such a great move. It is, and there's a really cool moment after the match. Uh, uh, you know, the New Japan officials come into the ring and present Naito with the trophy, which he teases. Oh, that was great! He's gonna throw it over the top yeah. rope, but then backs off. And yeah. then uh, Masahiro Chono comes in and gives him a fist bump. Mm-hmm. In the ring is pretty neat. That was cool. He looks great, man. Yeah, he does. He still looks like a dude from the Matrix. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he came. The whole crowd just gasped. I know. When he did the Chono seemed to be yeah. like revel in that. Oh, and Daryl came back. Yeah, Daryl came back. Daryl came back. That was awesome. But there's a lot of other. You know, they 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 furthered the the Saber Tanahashi feud mm-hmm. um, during the show. Um, the Killer Elite Squad returned. Lance Archer's back. That's injury. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently they're going to go after the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, really, watch the the Young Bucks. Yeah, I gotta watch the Gucci Japan watch. match. That was great. Yeah, um, they're really setting up Evil versus Okada, probably at the next show, mm-hmm. if not King of Pro Wrestling. But I think also traditionally people will will challenge Naito for his title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if it's going to be, and the commentary team last night mentioned that it's probably going to be someone that he faced or someone that beat him. Sorry. During the tournament, How, who all beat him during the tournament? I know he lost twice. I don't recall exactly off the top of my head who beat him. Uh, he beat Ishii to move on to the. I think did he? He beat. He, he lost. He lost. Did Ishii. he lost Ishii? He lost okay. Ishii. Hold on one second. I'll pull this up real quick if I can. Mm-mm-mm. Caleb Fields wants to know who Daryl is. Do you? Do, does the chat want to educate Mr. Fields? Cat. It's a, it's a toy it's a, cat. It's a, it's a stuffed animal. Plush cat. That bad luck fallet destroyed. Destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And then Daryl came back. Right, i got to try to decipher the, this thing here. Were um, you some, did you know about uh, Shibata's return before? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. But still, it was, pretty, it was pretty great. Yeah, like everybody was talking about it. And then, because uh, that was... Uh, so Naito lost to Fallet and Ishii. Okay. So in theory, either of them could... Challenge Naito for his could, title shot. I could see it being Fallon. Yeah. When's the last time Naito beat? Did Naito beat Ishii at the? He lost to him at the G1 special. He lost special. him at the G1 in USA special. Yeah, he lost him here. So I wouldn't be surprised if they he lost to Saber Take. He lost to Goto Ibushi. Yeah, he actually kind of had a 500 record. What did Yoshihashi do? One, two, lost, 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 lost. He won twice. Lost, lost. Two and seven then. 
Uh, what about wait? Did, was was it was Bullet Club Hunter in this? I don't no. think he was in it. No, no, no. Ah, uh, Yoshitatsu. No, he wasn't in it. Ah, you're the worst. That's great. And they were also uh, after the show setting up something for uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Yeah, that's right. Online, the backstage, and that's the kind of backstage segment that I would. I, they're never gonna do it. They're never gonna. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they totally shouldn't, because then we would lose that aspect of things in the WWE. But so backstage, the uh, the Young Bucks were helping uh, Kenny Omega, uh, and uh, Kota Bushi yes. shows up, and he's just standing there, and Kenny starts like shoving everybody away and saying, "Get, get away from me!" And goes up to Kota Bushi, and they kind of they kind of like half awkward hug. Yeah, I know. It's like they kind of have a tender moment, yeah. and then uh, Kenny pushes him away. It was like what was the Will Ferrell bit? Was it Step Brothers, or he didn't know how to hug? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam yeah, Scott's yeah, yeah. character. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. They, like, hit each other a little bit. Yeah, it was like that. But then Kenny walks away down the hall with the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and they cut back and forth. Sorry, they dissolve back and forth <laughs> between Kenny walking away and Koda watching him walk away. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I want to know what love is. Uh, Patrick Oliva reminds me that also they're setting up uh, Suzuki versus Michael Elgin. That'll be oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's gonna right. Be that's going to be good. There's your next never, never overweight champion, uh, Michael Elgin. Let me see what the schedule looks like for the rest of the year for New Japan. Uh, yeah, Destruction. So you have, uh, looks like one, two, two, sorry. At least two, maybe three Destruction shows, yeah. In various cities. And then it's King of Pro Wrestling October 9th. And it looks like the next one after that is Power Struggle. November. That's what they've announced so far. Mm-hmm. So King of Pro Wrestling, I think, is the next huge show. Yeah, right. uh, October 9th. So that's the next time we'll probably do a New Japan video, apart from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Unless the Destruction shows look like they could be really good. Yeah. yeah. Which well, we'll talk, you know, we always talk about them on the on the Monday show. Exactly. Um, we're winding down the show for today. If you guys have any questions. Yeah, let's take some questions. We will open the floor to questions. Starting now. As I check my email, we got a new... Shirt. Ooh, a W. Steve W. shirt. Oh, we got a $2 super chat. Oh, man, we didn't talk about that. What? From Amelia Hernandez. Reminds us that Tanahashi cut his majestic hair. Oh, yeah, I saw that this morning, and, too. And uh, got it uh, colored uh, darker. End of an era. I hope he goes through, like, a, a, an entire gimmick change, though. Yeah. I, I don't I'm, like love and energy. I'm not a fan. Number one, what is energy, like, in terms of, like, I understand what energy is. Scientifically speaking, yes, but like positive I, energy. Yeah, I don't like positive energy. I, like I know negativity. You, I've been I'm around you all the time. I know you don't like positive. I prefer energy. negativity. Yeah, you do. Um, Alex C asks, "What would man? Good question. This is what we should do for countout." Uh, he says, "What would your preliminary Wrestle Kingdom single card singles card?" All right, let's give this a, a try. All right. Uh, so obviously, it'd be Okada Naito main event yes. for the World Heavyweight Title. Omega Bushi. But in a in a, a, a little cart yes match yes where they driving in the parking and lot fireworks yeah. yeah fireworks yes fireworks and carts in the parking lot yes match. absolutely okay so Omega Bushi mm-hmm. um, for the U S title mm-hmm. um, for the tag titles so much I want to see War Machine and NXT I want them to stay in New Japan they're so awesome yeah I know I know I could stand to see them in in WWE though I'd be fine with that there are other guys that I I don't want to go to WWE. 
So let's have uh, I don't know, I don't know how long Taguchi Japan is going to have the tag titles. Well, those are the those are the junior yeah, heavyweight ones. Junior yeah, heavyweight ones. Oh, and we also didn't mention uh, there was that odd video vignette signaling somebody's arrival. There was like a weird like oh, shots that. of yeah. There was like shots of like uh, pages from a book. It, it, it reminded me a little bit without the reveal of the Cody Rhodes uh, vignette, very mm-hmm. highly produced. Mm-hmm. And there was like a guy with like a switchblade. Um, and so I looked it up. There's two guys that I know of um, that are on excursion right now that have been on excursion since January 2016. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's one of them because we saw the same kind of thing with Romo Taka, uh, mm-hmm. Takashi. Mm-hmm. When he came back. When he came back. Picking time bomb. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to get excited about it because I'm like, I don't know anything about these guys. <laughs> so, so, like, I researched them a little bit. I think they're in CML. Um, so it could be one of them or two of them. I don't know. But somebody's going to come back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, who do you want? So at Wrestle Kingdom, junior, junior heavyweight title, who do you want to fight? I mean, Kushida Takahashi would be great. Ooh. Do that again. Yeah. They can wrestle every day as far as I'm concerned. That'd be good. Bring, how about a triple threat? Add uh, Dragon Lee to okay. the mix. Okay. him and Takahashi have. Uh, Desperado and Kushida are in a thing now. That Desperado had a like a somersault suicide dive last night or during the final show. That was mm-hmm. awesome. You know who would be great if he made his return? Uh, Kitamura, the young lion. Oh. <laughs> he skips the excursion oh. altogether. Dude, after the Suzuki Goon uh, <laughs> tag match during uh, yeah. the final show, Suzuki took <laughs> Took a chair to all the young lions. Oh, I know. I saw it. It was great. Oh, my God. He is such an old bastard. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, that's our Wrestle Kingdom lineup. <laughs> that's what we should do. Top ten matches we want. That should happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Based on the results of the G1. Yeah. And add the cart. That's what we should do. Because, man, rating ten, like, ten, we have to choose ten out I of know, all these? I know. It's so hard. It was huge. Anyways, let's see here. Chris Kimmel, do you think this will be the last Wrestle Kingdom for Kenny Omega? He'll have one more. I hope. I hope not, man. I really. I don't know. Like, I want to see him versus AJ Styles. Can they just sign him for WrestleMania and then he goes back? Because I, 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 wa- I do want to see that. I want to see that. I don't know how long. The thing is, they need to to groom somebody to to take the U.S. title off him. Yeah, and I don't know who that is yet. I think they oh, want it to be to be Juice. Yeah, I think that's what they want. Eh, I, but I think that. it's going to take a little while. Two words: Tomatonga. Jason Lee, do you think Adam Cole will go straight to the main roster or NXT? No, he said he wants to go to NXT, so NXT, he'll go to NXT. Baby. Uh, Did you watch Suzuki versus Yano? No, I watched the uh, what Yano match. I watched Yano versus Omega. You watched that one? Omega, I love that match. I watched. I think um, I think I watched Yano versus Tomatanga, but I don't remember anything from it. Um, I saw the finish to Yano versus Juice Robinson when he. Tied up his dreadlocks to the oh period, yeah to yeah the you got to count out right because I think I think that's the thing with him I think all of his stuff was count out because <laughs> I know somebody I think it was Sonata put him in the the you know the yeah tied him up. up yeah yeah and tied him at the top of the ramp and then just sauntered to the ring got in got the count out oh, went that's and sauntered hilarious. back. So no, nobody has a saunter like Sonata I know that dude is the is the best saunter. Uh, Alex C. suggests Michael Elgin for the U.S. title. Oh, that's a good one. Him and Kenny Omega, their match. Yeah, they put on some, some spectacular they matches. They put on some great matches. But I kind of feel like Kenny needs to hold that belt for a while. Yeah, no, Longer I, I, I agree. Months, you know? I agree. I agree, absolutely. 
Trey Saunders asks, uh, if Lucha Underground goes under, how many of the wrestlers do you think will end up in WWE or New Japan? Uh, I see. Okay, here's fully fully admitting right now. I I don't know enough about Lucha Underground to really say. I would suspect that more of them would go to either AAA or CMLL. Um, that's just a suspicion of mine. Yeah, I guess the wrestlers that I'd like to see go to WWE. Mm-hmm. Ricochet, obviously. Yeah, of course. He's still under contract. Yeah. Or the season hasn't ended. His contract expired, but the season hasn't ended. So once it does, he'll have right. 90 days. Um, Pentagon Jr. Okay. Um, those two guys, more than anybody I want to see in WWE or NXT, because they're both fantastic. Um, there's a lot of other really good wrestlers. In Jeremiah Crane, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Solomon Crow. Bring him back as a hacker gimmick. Terrible idea. It's it's uh oh yeah Alex C says Willie Mac Willie Mac is great mm-hmm. yeah yeah if uh, Preston again if CM Punk didn't want to be Bullet Club where would he best be used um, just as CM Punk to Gucci no faction no you can't be factionless Suzuki Goon is, is Michael Elegant in a faction no he's just Big Mike yep he's in his own Turbo faction. Savage Turbo Savage nine hundred. Um, can we get a power rankings for your G1 MVP? Wow. Yano, number five. Yeah, Yano, number five. Tomatonga, number four. Pick that up on which one be that. Whoa, is. whoa. I got some nervous energy today. a bit of business. Love and energy. Yeah. But it's nervous energy. Nervous energy, yes. <laughs> nerves and energy. Nerves and energy. That's for me. <laughs> That's your gimmick. Um, so, Yano, number five. Yes. Would you say number four? Tomatonga. Okay. Because he just, he just started off saying, I don't care if I win this thing. That there immediately gets you on the power ranking. Uh, three, Kota Ibushi. Uh, oh, good. Two, Zack Sabre Jr. Yes. Yeah. Who's number one? Oh, man. I mean, it's easy. It's got to be Kenny, right? I guess so. Okada, doesn't he make the list? No, man. He's the best wrestler in the world right now. Doesn't he make the list? He lost. No, he was, he was one match away from... from uh, setting the record. Setting the, the record. Points ever in a G1. All right. Take out uh, Kota Ibushi. Put in uh, Okada. Okay. There you go. Alex C says Nagata, number oh, one for him. How is Eugene get? Yeah, Nagata number five. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to to come on. Like all these stories, we got to boil it down to count. I Let's know. Just, hey, it's more fun to do the matches that should happen in Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, we should. We'll do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> so you will not get our top matches. I'm There's, not even sure if I could uh, if I could watch. I know. There's a lot of wrestling that we still have to watch. Uh, uh, at least I still have to watch. Uh, Wrestle the uh, Wrestle Classic, Wrestling yeah. Classic, whatever. The wrestling Classic, Wrestling Classic. That's your that's your homework for. Uh, yeah, we got to do that soon. I know. Yeah. Anyways, it's twelve fifty nine. We've been going for an appropriate amount of time for a podcast. Okay, that means it's time to right. discontinue the stream. That's correct. I got to stand up now, and I got to discontinue the stream. Can you reach and just yank the USB cable out of there? Bye, everybody. Oh, no. Here, I'll make sure you don't tip. Bye, everybody. We'll see you later. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.